Attention, attention, my black brothers. What I want y'all to do right now is take out the do-rag. The silky, tie it down. I want to see the waves glistening. If you got nappy hair, pick it. Don't let nobody discourage you. What's up, everyone? It is your boy, Lord Dever, and welcome back to That Black Boy Joy Podcast. We are back with season two. I am excited. I am excited. I am excited. I miss everyone. I feel like it was like yesterday that I recorded my last episode. So, yes, we are back. So, I have a guest with me today. I have my boy, Devin, a.k.a. Instagram. Derwin King. Derwin King kicking off season two with me. We have so much to talk about this episode. We have so many things that we're going to be doing, and you all are going to be around for the ride. So, first of all, do we want me to call you Devin or Derwin King? Let's. Which one? We can do Derwin. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Derwin... How does it feel being a part of this project starting off with season two? Ah, I'm so excited. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think, um, I don't know, I just think about all the times I've wanted to say things and just never really had an opportunity to get it out or know where to say it. So being invited to share thoughts is always a cool thing because you think, like, nobody wants to fucking hear me. Yeah, <laughs> like, I thought that, listen, I thought that too, and then I got all the feedback reviews, and I was like, oh, bitch, <laughs> people to listen. This is what the show is for, so thank you, like, for thank being you. a part. So, like, what... Does Black Boy Joy mean to you? Mm-hmm. Since that is the title of this podcast. It's great. Because I've in the last year, I've gotten so much time to think about that. It's one of the hashtags I actually use like, yes. regularly. Come on. <laughs> we need to. Um, I always thought, um, you know, Black Boy Joy was just literally pictures. I just see pictures of Black boys smiling. Yeah. But something I learned while being in D.C. is that Black men aren't typically allowed to experience joy publicly. Yeah. Um, and the reason is because... Like, I, I would see how I do joy. When I'm radiating joy, you can see it. It's in my smile. It's in my behavior. Mm-hmm. And suddenly, my mo- movement is fluid. And it's all over the place. I'm reaching really high. I'm singing. You don't give no I don't give a cares. Fuck. And, you know, people look at you like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on with this dude? Yeah. So, black boy joy to me is, is freedom. It's literally just like me tapping into the most positive emotions I have and letting my actions be moved by that. Yes! Listen, I'm so I, I, I'm really excited to have you. <laughs> like, I know you probably didn't know. You didn't probably think that. But, like, I... I when I, when I was thinking about coming back, I was like, who the fuck can I bring back on this first season? Or, I mean, second season that I feel like really can, like, connect with this message and just, like, vibe and have a good conversation. And then we met because we do have a project coming up. Hint, right. hint. <laughs> um, I was like, Devin, a.k.a. Derwin. I'm just call you Derwin. Derwin. Like, I was like, yes. Like, I know his Instagram, him, like, being unapologetically himself. Like, his mannerisms, our interactions. I was like, he would be a dope asset to this, like, you know, intro to the season and probably, you know, definitely be on more episodes. But I was like, I gotta have you. I gotta have you. I gotta have you. So thank you for, like, you know, coming coming this episode and things like that. So, like, we're just going to talk about, like, some casual things. So, did you do anything this weekend, by the way? Mm, yeah. it was DC Pride, <laughs> and it was, was Memorial Day. The girls were here. The girls were here! <laughs> <laughs> I went out on Friday. I didn't think I was going to do it. We oh. went to Karma to see um, Big was, Frida. Yes, Big Frida was there. And that was interesting. I danced, um, and that was the best part. I love going out to dance. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always just, like, nervous about being in the groups of our brethren. Yes. I don't know. You know how the energy it's can the energy be. The energy is very, like, high, nose is high up in the air. Very, uh, I don't know who that is. And I'm just like, sis, we are, don't do that. So, 
It wasn't that much. It wasn't that bad yeah. at the Big Frida place. I mean, Big Frida did like two songs and went about her way. I guess wow. she did a walkthrough. She said, I'm good. I came. I collect my coin. The music was good. So, girl, you know, I bitch shook her ass. We right. were out until like five o'clock in the morning. No, so, right. it was wonderful. Yes. Um, I actually had to do a character work- workshop on Sunday and I went to my friend's like um, boyfriend's party on Saturday. So, I'm not even counting that. Yeah. But on um, Sunday... Sunday. Ended up going out to Brixton and mm-hmm. Nellie's, and that was enjoyable. Yeah. I was in a line for like forty five minutes. But they didn't. They don't charge. They didn't charge this week either. Still, no. That was okay. nice. It was nice, but yeah. people were paying to get into Brixton, and I just like being in DC every weekend. You don't pay. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna do that, girl. <laughs> no, I, much love to y'all, but I'm not gonna do no, that. Yeah. No, yeah. It was my week. I want to talk about because you said character development, which I want. We're gonna talk mm. about. But no, I did the. I had a good time. This was the first time I actually like celebrated like DC Black Pride. I went to this event, um, like a speed dating event that my friends invited me to, which I was very, very hesitant on. Mm -hmm. And it actually was pretty okay. I didn't like, you know, really get to like, I didn't really want to date anybody. I just was there just to like have networking and conversation. And it was really nice. I mean, I really, I came to the realization that older men are very, very fascinated with me, which I was like, oh. God, like, ugh. like, I no disrespect. It's to not a bad man. thing. It's not enough, but like, I don't prefer someone that's my father's age oh, to be a partner. So listen, oh, if that's I love you, a forty plus. Yes, listen, if that is you, perfect. Kudos. I just don't. I just be like, you're a really nice man. Like, great. You have probably great credit scores, uh, financial stability. Oh, we love like, <laughs> me. I just, I, I, I want somebody that's at least my age because I don't. I feel like when I have somebody that's older, I feel like I have to like grow up. Mm. You know, like, I feel like I have to be like, oh, wait, wait, maybe I'm my grown man shit. And I'm 25. Really? Yes. I don't have that experience. I feel like, I. this is a mental thing because I've never interacted with an older guy. Okay, okay. So, that was fun. And then I went out with some friends Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, which I was exhausted. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, this is not my lifestyle. This is not my stilo. Monday, I just relaxed and wind down. And I was like, girls, I gave y'all my, I gave y'all some money. <laughs> you all go. It was fun. <laughs> But no, I mean, my week was good, too, and I'm glad that we had this um, event. This, I, I'm glad that DC has this pride event where we all can come together. And Me, too. Do not just club events, because I didn't know that there were actually, like, conferences that go on and conventions and stuff like that, so I was really proud of like, that. Like, the girls are actually making connections. That was yes. something I wanted to do this year and didn't get a chance to. Yeah. I, was really, I was really sad about that, because during the day, I was busy. Yeah. And so, naturally, just going out in the nighttime, I specifically said I was uninterested in only interacting with gay black men in the night because yeah. I think um, that's when the pressure begins right yes. in the daytime hours you get a chance to relax and you yes. really get to talk to people see see each other yeah. and at night just because people at night not even just gay black men but people at night just want to put on so everyone's resistance is up that is so true that was I, I definitely Ooh. hate that experience that mm-hmm. is one pet peeve of mine mm-hmm. is being in a space where I feel like I have to be on guard or yeah. I have to be very protective of myself or just not even myself my energy yes like sir. because like I was in so many spaces where I was like this is not my stilo this is not my vibe this is not my comfort zone but yet I would just like see other guys and I would just be like ugh like why is this energy coming? Like, yeah. why are you coming at me? Not even at me, but just, like, your vibe is just, like, get out of my way or get out of my space. Like, everyone's just... scared. Everyone's scared. That's what it is. Everybody's nervous. Yes. And it's, like, <laughs> everybody's trying to put on, but it's, like, you don't have to... If you believe in yourself and you want... That's right. And you, like, understand who you are, fuck these other, like, people or fuck this other mood. Like, me, I'll be having my good old time. Like, I don't give a fuck what you feel. Like, if you think I'm this or that, I am having a good old time dancing all over the space. That's right. Drinking, having a key, and you can be mad whatever that's right so that was a good weekend so do you have any so character development Mm. do you have any projects coming up because i definitely 
know that you are into this. Um, you're an actor. You know, we can say that. We can I say am. you are an actor. I am an actor. And <laughs> you currently just got done filming the first season of Grown the Web yes. Series, which is actually based in the DMV area, DC yes. specifically. Do you have any other projects coming up, or like how was that shooting? Um, that web series and also being like them requesting a queer like you know character uh, yeah well okay for I'll, I'll do the upcoming first um, yeah. so I'm starting to do a web series uh, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to say about right. it but we've got the script we've got the cast um and we've been meeting for a couple weeks now. Every day that we do a character workshop, I feel closer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is really happening. Um, this would be the first time that I do, like, a full-length project. Yeah, Because you were... Full length. Because with the, with the grown web series, you're probably, like, just one episode. Yeah, like, just, like, a guest. Yeah. So this this series, you're actually, like, a regular. Yes. Which is really, like, <laughs> exciting. And let me tell you, this, this role is actually challenging. Like, it's both... It fits um, a part of my personality, which I think you're, any actor is going to look to connect to a character. Yeah. Um, and I, I definitely connect to the character I'm playing in this one. But there are some things that I, I'm, I'm having to learn about him mm. and about myself. So it's a challenge, and I, which is exciting. This yeah. is one of the first times in a while that I'm looking at a challenge, um, and I'm really excited about it. I'm nervous, yes. but I'm just like, I want to get it. Like, a, a bitch is, like, grinding. That is good. Because you know, we know, we know a lot of people, when the challenges or the adversity is in front of us, we tend to, like, revert, re- retreat. Yeah. Or, like, not go at it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you're, like, going at this and like oh I'm getting this I'm gonna practice I'm gonna perfect I'm gonna be uncomfortable yeah it's like this means so fucking much to me though it's different this is different than if I'm at like work and there's a challenge there because sometimes I'm like do I really feel like going through this headache because I don't really care but you care about this I do care about this 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 is why we're talking about manifestations like I am ready like I'm so excited to get into the conversation well speaking of that was that's um, hopefully we can manifest going back to season two of growing the web series growing the web series if you're listening (laughs) first of all the show is phenomenal I I watched I was in one episode so when I watched the whole thing I laughed I teared up like it's it's really entertaining. Yeah, I watched so. it and I like I was putting stuff together. Like this is all happening like from these people's personal point of view. Yeah. Like when I watched it, I was like, oh, this is her story. This is this this is hap- this other girl's story is happening while this other girl's story was happening. Like it started to be like a movie, yes. which I like that creative, like like you know direction that they were going in. I was like, oh, this is unique. And then like there was specific specifically like things that heighten the dc area yes. which i was like yes even though i'm not from here like i know what, where they were at yes. and this and also like DC Pride. the culture this because you're born and raised here yes or no eastern shore <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i was like hesitant i was like but i've yeah. been in the dc area i've been yeah. around dc for a long time so. i know yeah. yeah so like that's why when i was watching i was like this is so relatable like it one of the is. characters was like living with her friend and it wasn't like a like a bedroom it was like a uh, uh, two, you know, um, what are these called? Um, two crates or mm-hmm. barrels on top of like a mattress. Oh my god! And it was just like in a t- cramped space, and like this is some people's like life that live in like the DM, the DC area, the East Coast area, the girls in general, <laughs> and that's our life. So it was very relatable. Yes. So like being a part of that is like really, really exciting. And yeah. Like, really Janae did that Janae West uh, creator yes. um, she's talented she's very very talented I love the perspective um, and she was so easy to work with everything was so organized um, so working with her again would be great I, I definitely think she tapped into the heart of DC with the music um, all of the production stuff is great the different title sequences mm-hmm. she put a lot of thought into that yeah 
I'm like, shout out to her. Shout and the rest of the team, too. God yes. bless them. <laughs> so we got to jump into, you know, our conversation. But we're definitely, like, you know, having a good vibe and things like that. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off with, like, we always do, that black boy, Joy Spotlight. And actually, you introduced me to this person. And yes. I want you to, like, you know, fill us in. But the man, the this man name is Miles E. Johnson. E. Johnson. And, yeah. So his um, Twitter is House Mother. That's H-A-U-S-M-U-V-A. Mother. Sis is one of the greatest writers of our time right now. Like, <laughs> so I actually, the first thing I, re- um, I read of his was an article about loving DL men. And it was Woo! at the height. <laughs> that was a story. <laughs> it was at the height of my experience with that. And I remember... I read it, and it moved something in me. It, it forced me to take a look at my life, and that was the first time that I had felt that um, in live time yeah. from, um, as a gay black boy. Yeah. I, I looked at it and related to it. Because we can relate to that. Oh, my God. We can relate. So I, like, you know, I, I was like, I got to find this person, followed him on Twitter. Next thing I know, Sis is writing, um, he, well, he has a children's book. Really? really yes, he does. Oh, I've seen that. Yes, yep. I've seen that. Yep. I've seen that. Yeah. And then, um, next thing I know, he wrote an article shortly after Beyonce was robbed of her Album of the Year award yeah. at the Grammys. Yes. Sis sent him flowers. <gasps> Really? Wait, wait. Who won that year? Wasn't that? It was a. It was Adele. A, it was that Adele. was the year and that Adele, Adele won. shouted her out yep. too. That's why I was like, I remember Adele so, shouted her out. Miles had the vision to compare um, that experience to how we have treated black women and their just, you know, beautiful talents. These yeah. people are undeniably talented, and this society overlooks them. Yeah. And, um, I I believe he actually referred to how they did Zora Neale um, Hurston. Hurston. Yeah. And it was <laughs> it was it was very powerfully written if you get a chance to read miles and stuff you have to yes. everything he's ever written about has been wonderful his perspective is very very educated um he is acclaimed by like janelle monet yeah sis and sis is doing great things moved from atlanta to new york um working at afropunk now so things are really Come just on. i'm telling you shout out listen when you told me about him i was like <laughs> we gotta shout him out today. got to i was like fuck because i had somebody else Mm. <laughs> that person is very problematic great music hint hint great music but very problematic to me but when you told me about this guy I said no we need to talk about him this is somebody that is for the kids he loves for us, us. Yes. for real I mean I he is definitely it's fighting for, black for boys. us I mean he's telling the stories of queer black people and black femmes yeah. all around and um and he's so real about it. Yes. Like, there's not that man does not put on at all. Mm-hmm. So I just have so much love for him. So I, I wanted to I wanted to shout him out. Yeah. So <laughs> shout out to Miles Johnson. Like we all said, his Twitter once again is oh yes, House Mother H A U S M U V A. Yes, and that is our Black Boy Spotlight. <laughs> so we are going to go right into the topic of today because I really we had a conversation about this, and this was something that was really you know something I really feel like we all need to talk about and like have you know going on through our heads and this manifestations and manifesting our dreams into Uh, you know these actual realities and why we're sometimes afraid to do that mm, so mm. first off how did you get into (laughs) the the acting because this is why this how we promote this how our conversation started was when you told me your story about how you got into your acting and then also like just everything so how did you get into grown the web series yeah um so or in general you know i've been acting since i was in high school uh and i never 
I think I spent, because I did it in college as well, but yeah. while I was in college, I told myself that there was no way I could have a viable career in acting, so mm-hmm. I just pursued, you know, psychology and Spanish. The um, safe route. Exactly, yeah. and I knew it was a safe route, and that one day I had to actually face the fact that I did that. Yeah. It was, like, junior year, and that was a hard time for me. So, um... After graduating and spending a year not doing anything in acting, I felt like my soul was just crying. Um, So I quit my job at Target and said, I got to find a new job. I got to start pursuing acting. I went and I auditioned for NYU. And just my monologues front. went well. Uh-huh. Oh, I, I planned for it. Okay. A <laughs> I was like, did you, did you just go balls to the wall? No, no, no. I had people helping me. Yeah. Um, and my monologues were wonderful. I was slightly underprepared. Ooh. Yeah. But um, when they asked me what I had been doing for the year, every bit of insecurity I had just spilled out. And you could see it. It was this is the first time I've ever had that experience. You could see the like insecurity oozing out of me. Mm. And I'm playing with the fidgeting. I'm playing with my fingers. I'm looking down. I'm stuttering. I, I, I. So needless to say, that did not go well. Right. But I feel like, I, when you're saying this right here, I feel like that would have been a moment where they saw you at your rawest form. Mm, In I my head, that. because it's like you're being vulnerable. You being you weren't prepared for this because you were prepared for, you know, even though you said you was underprepared, you practiced the monologue and stuff like that. But they asked you something that made you become vulnerable. Yeah. And I thought they would have been like, I want this is his character. This is true. But that's my mindset. But they want to like, know that you're going to come in here and you're going to kill this shit. Because oh, they yes, want NYU. people who are going to take over yeah. this profession. Yeah. And you have to have the confidence in mm-hmm. yourself. Because if you don't, they will tear you down instantly. True. Because you're going to get rejected so many times. That's right. In acting. That's right. Actor, yeah. You're not going to get every role you audition for. And mm-hmm. if you do, you're not auditioning for enough. Mm. Um, and... Woo! Wait, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> whoa! Whoa! I just said... I just got what you said. I'm saying it to myself, too. <laughs> wow. If you are, then you're not auditioning enough. Yeah, yeah. you're supposed to hear some notes. Yeah, you need to... That, it's, it's, it helps you grow. It does help you grow. Yeah. I, I decided at that point, though, right afterwards, I knew exactly how I fucked up when mm-hmm. I did it. So I was like... Go for something right now. Look for an audition. Schedule auditions for when you get back. And I found this one opportunity um, in Brooklyn Park, Maryland for a play. Um, and I went and did the audition. They loved it. And we're about to put that show on for the third time. Yes. So sure. I decided in 2018 as I was pursuing acting, I did two shows last year, um, that I would work on, you know, my confidence. Mm-hmm. So I, you know... Looked up how people do so. I bought some carnelian. I started getting in touch with, like, my spiritual side and whatever. Um, And then I learned about manifestation. um, And it's focus on being, feeling good Mm -hmm. and believing in yourself. Like, very authentically saying, I can have this. So I had to do so much personal work. That, okay, so that right there (laughs) is, I think, the hardest part that people don't understand. Yeah. Is that before you can, like, go out and grab these things or get these goals or get these, you know, whatever, get these cookies. Yes. You have to sit with yourself and you have to battle with what you expect and what you want. Yeah. And that's the hardest because you have to become vulnerable and then really realize Mm. or encapture who you are. It's an ugly moment. Or it can be. So scary. It can be an ugly moment. Yeah. I, I... I saw some dark times last year. Mm-hmm. I can very truly say um, I've, it was some of the lowest I've been. But um, the beauty of it is that once you're in the lowest, you make a decision to rise above that, yeah. right? And once you've been that low, you know where not to go again. Yeah. And yeah. it forced me to do work I had never done. Before. I had to delve into this whole positivity and manifesting thing. And I remember before I did it, I thought that's inauthentic. But <laughs> the conversation I had with myself was, you haven't tried it. Mm. 
Yeah. You, you've done so many things and you, you, here you are you're telling yourself that that thing is not going to work but you've never tried it mm. you've never delved yourself so you're already it. psyching yourself out right. we, we psych ourselves up before we, we can go into we anything do. like oh I can't be an actor or oh I can't do this or I can't do that but is it that you can't or you just tell yourself that you can't mm. that's the problem that we you have you will feed the narrative you tell yourself you will feed it in your actions you will feed it in your behavior um, in your relationships with other people mm-hmm. um, in the minute that you dedicate yourself to telling a different story the universe really does bend to it it's amazing it, it, it truly is amazing I fucked with that I just yeah yeah. so um, you know I, I grown mm-hmm. I didn't lo- I didn't look for that actually a friend was um, on some postings and she saw it they were looking for queer black people, younger, um, 20-something. She sent it to me. Mm. And I had just a couple of weeks or maybe months before then was like, I want to learn. I want to do a web series. That's mm. next. I want to learn how to do camera work. Yes. I want to do a web series. So when she sent it to me, I said, I've got to submit. Now, let me tell you, when I'm submitting my stuff, <laughs> I'm like, these people might not pick me. I was like, girl, send it anyway. Yes, because we are our own worst critics. Yes. At the end of the yes, day, we are. we are the ones telling ourselves, bitch, you ain't about to get this. You trash. This editing is poor. We're telling ourselves just so that we psych ourselves up for the worst. Absolutely. So that when we get this rejection, we've already beat ourselves up enough and when it comes at us oh i'm not surprised yeah. i'm the same with auditions yeah. i mean with uh, with auditions as well and also like i just auditioned for a model well not audition i just is it auditioning model call yes i did a model call i made it but i did not think i would <sighs> i beat myself up because i had done an audition the day like a couple weeks before and i'm trying to get into modeling as well and they told me on the spot no you're we're, we're you were good we don't want you and it hurt me because sure. I don't I it's hard being told no yes it is it's hard being told no period and especially when you think that you have it when mm. you, the day that you actually <laughs> you know are sizing yourself up and you're telling yourself whoo I look good I feel good I'm walking good and they tell you no yeah and then you're back at the lowest like mm-hmm. I, when I try to help push myself up you all put me back down so then on this next one I didn't even put myself to this pedestal of like ha ah. you know I put myself like you're not gonna get this just keep auditioning like you know and eventually like I mean, they told me, they was like, wow, you have a great personality, you're, you're high. I'm like, oh, really? Like, shut the fuck up. And this, they were like, why aren't you believing it? Mm-hmm. It's because I didn't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't want to believe it. Well, how do you think we balance rejection with still, or I should say, the humility of rejection with still believing in ourselves? I think that's the part where we, ooh, that's a good question, because... I'm still learning. Mm. You know, I'm still learning personally when to pat myself on the back Mm. or when to push myself. And then also, you know, when to, you know, not be so hard on myself. Like, I'm still trying to figure that out because I am someone I am as I'm 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 human. I'm insecure at Mm. moments. I'm at my lowest at points, you know, and I am my worst critic. And I need to stop, you know, telling myself that, like, I can't, you know, do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, I think. I'm learning that more and more as I surround myself around positive people, which I'm not trying to say that I re- resort to people to make me happy. It's that I have people that remind me to be happy. That's right. Yes. Like, I have my, I have really close friends now that are like, Devery, like, you have this. Like, yes. you have this energy. Like, yes. I even hear from random people. And it's not like I want affirmations from others, but it is sometimes, like, a sigh of relief, you know, when I hear it. But I am working on who I am. I'm, I'm still working on me telling myself that as well. Certainly. You know? I feel that. So that's... It, it, it's a, it's, 
I don't know when they're when I like you know can turn it on or off and when is there a balance but I know for me like it comes when I'm like stop beating yourself up like I have to come at myself like my nigga like why are you telling yourself that you can't do this <laughs> like why are you saying that you don't have this experience like you I sit down with myself and I talk to myself yeah. which is crazy like, yes no it's, it's not. not right I'm like <laughs> nigga when did when you modeled before that's you right have the, you have the personality when I do when I when I started this I was like you know I was like oh nobody's gonna listen nobody's gonna do that but I'm t- I was telling myself like Nigga, you have the experience. That's right. You have the voice. You have a YouTube channel. You have that. And it was me, you know, combating that. You have to. I course correct <laughs> all day. But people have to learn that. Like, what you just answered me, people yes. need to be able to course correct. They do. And some people don't. Some people are just like, literally, I'm just trash. And I'm like... Well, listen. I, I So, one of the first things I did in this process was normalize interacting with myself. You have to become an observer of the self first Mm -hmm. you have to develop self-awareness so that's but this is why it's necessary to go through that ugly phase that that phase where you're like shit i'm trash because then you start saying this is how i see myself Mm -hmm. this is this is the story i've told about myself or this is how i feel you you both see the thing the areas where you need to improve and the areas where you need to be nicer to yourself I mean, the dialogue that I have with myself all day. <laughs> and I mean, like, I will literally do something. I'll say, I'll think, just like you said. Yes. Oh, this isn't going to work for me. I'm not good enough. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's the redirection. Yes. You have to hit it. Mm-hmm. You First, you learn how to do it in small increments. Mm-hmm. But then when you start doing it, as soon as you have a thought, mm-hmm. I believe one day we're not going to have them as often yeah. as we do. Because if you keep walking in this this place of self-defeat, if you keep walking in this, self of, this space of self-denial, then you would never get anywhere. Mm. You know, you, you keep telling yourself that you can't get this job. You keep telling yourself that you can't get this. What can you get? Yeah. You know, why are we being safe? Yeah. I believe that when you are safe, you're not growing. That's right. You know, and you're not evolving mm. as a whole-ass person. Like, mm. I love... If all my friends know about me, I love to grow. When interviews ask me, like, what is, what is your favorite thing, Debra? To grow. <laughs> to develop. I'm to develop. Love because, personal development. Because it's like, we are never done growing. That's right. You know, we are never, we never stopped evolving. And when you don't put yourself in a space of, like, vulnerability, you won't ever understand, mm. you know, you will never understand what you need to work on. Mm. Because you keep going to this safe space. My mindset is like this. Okay, I moved here from Ohio. That was raw. I had nobody listen <laughs> abrupt but it was because i was nervous at first but i told myself you can do this yeah you can move yes. you have the experience you have the money you have the stability you have that but there were people in my corner and also myself saying your family is here you know this is safer this is comfortable you know and it was a back and forth but sometimes i, I threw myself out there yeah and I felt naked and afraid. But when you're naked and afraid, mm. you gain you gain so much knowledge, growth, and experience. We are going in. <laughs> like, no, but it is because like I thank God and I thank myself yes. for not being afraid to take risk. Yes. Because if I didn't take this risk, I would have not known about so many things about myself. Yes. About how I handle things when I'm not around people to help me. Mm. About how I be- how I deal with things when I'm alone. Yeah. You know, like. Mm. This was the scariest part for me because I had nobody to go to. I had no family. I had nobody. So I'm sitting in a room by myself figuring out what's next. That's right. Can you tell me what's next? No. no. So I have to tell myself. That's and right. I don't know. So now I'm just like, fuck! <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that some people don't have that 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 that's, that's capability. Mm. And I believe that once you understand or once you see this capability that you have with yourself, you're going to go far. 
You know, so many people have these dreams. As millennials, I think we're the generation that is starting to believe, like, oh, I'm going to be my own boss. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm not, like, we've, we've changed how businesses interact. Now. That's that's right. We've changed the game of, like, oh, we're not going to be business casual. I mean, we're going to be business casual. We're going to also incorporate, like, healthy work life. Yes. Like, we're going to be able, like, we incorporate that because we knew our limitations and we knew, you know, our, you know, boundaries and what we wanted. That's why they call us entitled. Yes. I, I, I had a conversation <laughs> with a coworker that, um, the other day and you know and to some degree I think what they say about us I think some part of that is probably true yes. um, but I, I was like I'm not going to let you just like completely tell us we're these terrible workers mm-hmm. I said I think you guys dealt with things you shouldn't have dealt with mm-hmm. I think that you allowed them to tell you how you were going to live your life when yeah. you, you, you guys didn't stand up for yourselves we're about being healthy mm-hmm. mentally and we understand what condition this like society is in and, and we know it's not okay Yeah. so we're just making efforts to change that Yeah. Uh, but do you think that our people before us or the people that's coming at us had that opportunity to have that they autonomy? definitely did not Right. but that's but see that's the thing yeah. I, I had a conversation with my best friend about this one <laughs> I said how do we how do we get them to see it so that it, it this works for them? Because sometimes they're not even seeing how how this the way we see the world could change their yeah. lives. This could, if you see it this way, yeah. you could become better. Yeah, I and it's never them. you can't you never stop growing. No, but like, they I don't know, and I, I don't want to say they because I don't want to overgeneralize. But yeah. so many people that I've talked to from Generation X, they've really been like brainwashed into believing that they have to feed a system that is destroying them mm-hmm. instead of revolutionizing and it, it. it's because it's i was me saying my parents my parents like my dad just got a promotion and he's been working with his job for over like 20 years yeah you just got a promotion me on the other hand bitch i want a promotion already and i've only worked two years i know <laughs> that's why they call us in time right. but it's just because like i know what i i know my worth that's right and i know like <laughs> i put too much energy in but at the time our parents were just you know the you know generation z i mean x was just working to like survive i know you know we're not though we okay <laughs> we are but we're also willing to take risks mm. you think about it like we are the gen we are even though I know the generation after us is going to be way more entrepreneurs, yes. we are the ones that's actually starting like side hustles. Well, because they were sold a dream. Yeah, that we know we. Don't we have also didn't have technology. To. They all, we also was the last generation to have technology to not have technology. Yeah. So they were born into this social media, you know, mindset. That's you right. see, we see a lot of our younger generation becoming YouTubers and having one million followers, and you know, they're manifesting. Life. They're they're actually manifesting their things because they're actually like, fuck it, this is my goal. I'm yes. Going to be at my lowest. Yes. But. Us, on the other hand, we're trying to do it and work. We're bridges. I always yes. say that we're the bridge generation yeah. um, because we we have seen both sides of it. Yes. Um, and I think we win and then we lose because of that. Um, mm-hmm. So it really depends on where you fall. But that's why it's so important for us to really do the work. Because yeah. we could we could really change things mm-hmm. um, and lay out a path for, for Generation Z yeah. that um, there are going to be so many things that they don't have to worry about that but we did. That is true. But did you realize that we were the... I mean, we were worth the bridge, but we we're the one to also like believe in that still having a safety net. Mm. You know, yeah, like we, <laughs> we were the we were the like we were the the babies that was like, okay, you want to have this dream because we all had dreams. You know, we didn't we had, we didn't have these dreams as big as what people are doing now. You know, being ourselves entrepreneurs, but we didn't have dreams. But we were so just like be safe and do it at the same time. Yeah, I definitely you know? took that route. <laughs> and I know, like to your story and my story, like you know, we had to go through lows. Mm. Like I know you told me about you, like your story. I don't want to tell your story for you, but like 
at a time, you know, you you didn't have a stable. Oh yeah, I was place. on my cousin's couch, right? For the whole first like what five months of 2018 right. on my cousin's couch. And how did how did you feel during that time? Oh, it was the, that was um, almost as low as I felt emotionally at the end of yeah. that year. But um, I felt I felt terrible because I'm impeding in someone else's space. Um, I didn't have a full time job, which I had come from a full time job. I just felt like I was really like. I felt useless. And I know that I wasn't. I know that I was sort of just it gathering was just the circumstances things. that you, you were know, in. And it was really a time of transition for me. Mm-hmm. I even still feel like I'm in a time of transition. I still haven't settled. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely was feeling like I should have been doing better. Like, and no matter how much acting I did, I couldn't get over the fact that I didn't have a steady check coming in, mm. that I didn't, I wasn't paying my own bills, I didn't have my own space right. to do things that people do in their own space, yeah. so, yeah. You were just, you were, you, to me, I think you were becoming, you were, you were, I'm trying to say it, you were reborn. Yeah, I was. You were, be, you were like, you know, starting over, this was a cycle, like, you started from nothing, Yeah. you know, and when we have nothing, and we're like, <laughs> sane, it's a fucking scary-ass place. It is a scary place. Because you're like, you can't be comfortable. Mm. Because there's nothing to allow you to be comfortable because you have nothing. You know, though, I I, I would go to... Because I worked at Forever 21 at that time. Uh-huh. I would walk down the streets of D.C. and I would just look at the homeless people. Um, and while I was very thankful to have a place to lay my head, yeah. I was like, one foul move and you know, I could, I could be, here. be here. And yeah. it really helped me... Um, to see, first of all, poverty in a really different light than I had before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it it pushed me to do more. And that's good. I I wanted to, I did want to ask you, like, what pushed you, you know, to keep going? What pushed you to, to not give up? What pushed you to not, you know, go back home? Or, you know, what was that drive for you to <sighs> stay in your process and believe in who you wanted to be or where you wanted to go? I don't know. 20, um, 2018 was a really difficult year for me. I had been towed, like three times last year um i was driving my mother's minivan dodge caravan um and literally got towed three times Mm. (laughs) all in the hyattsville and laurel areas um i don't know it's just like i don't know it's It's really it gets dark yeah because i had to make a decision i said you know this is the lowest if i'm not if i'm not going you know end it then I gotta go forward. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, and I hate that it had to get to but, that low. But I want you to understand, like, it's okay to have the thoughts. I, I'm not going to say, I mean, I've had a thought before of, like, am I, I'm, I know I'm not going to go down that road of, like, you know, but I know if I'm not going down that road, then the fuck, you got to go, you got to keep pushing. Yeah. You know? So I, I, under, I relate with you on that. I've had that conversation, like, this is not the route that you want to go through. This is not ro- the route that you even it can be a process. Yeah. Yeah. So turn that ass around Man. and keep walking. I mean, you literally, I, I'm not a person who can stay in one state Mm -hmm. for a long time i I want a solution yeah and when i decided that one when i decided that suicide was not my solution Mm. i said you you just have to push through Mm. um and things really fell into place yeah oh it was weird it's because when you come this conversation is a lot because i definitely (laughs) can understand but when you get in this space of like understanding like your options you sitting down and it's like this is not the path that i want to go down Mm -hmm. what are the paths Mm -hmm. then that's when you start to you know plan it out and flush it out you know because you understand i'm not going down this route 
I'm not taking my life. I'm not, you know, you know, ending it all. Yeah. So like, let me sit down and thoroughly process how to get from point A to point B. And what some of us don't realize is that we don't need to be very abstract. We don't need to think A to Z. Let's start thinking A to B first. Yeah, literally. Like, <laughs> let's start to think, okay, so how am I going to get this car towed? I mean, yeah. unto- I mean, um, you know, out the tow. Whatever, yeah. I forgot the words, you know. And the next step is like, how am I going to find another job, you know, that keeps me stable, you That's know? That's what it was. Like, we have to, like, start to do baby steps because a lot of us, you know, we, as millennials, I talk about this a lot because I speak from that, pers- you know, perspective. It's like, we want things then and now. Yes. You know, we want, why, why is my life not like this? Why is my life, why am I not working? Why am I working? You know, blase, blase. But we're not understanding. Everybody has different chapters. We do. You know, my chapter two could be your chapter 26. That's right. You know, like my chapter 26 could be your chapter five. Like it's, we have to understand that like what we want and what we can achieve and what we can aspire to be mm. is not going to be on the same level as somebody else's. That's true. And that's why this conversation of manifesting is so something that's so important because a lot of us don't believe, mm. you know, and we, we live in this society mm. where we have to put ourselves based on these other people's success. Like if my friend, you know, does this and I don't do the same thing, it's like, you know, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, why, why are they farther? Why are they farther than I am? And I'm not just like, because, you know, people work on different paths and I just, you know, get into this conversation because I'm thinking about where we are at, you know, mm-hmm. me creating this, this, um, this podcast and creating these projects and you, you know, putting yourself out on a whim and chasing a dream that you don't know where it's going to go. I have no idea. <laughs> it's something I believe we are being very vulnerable and brave. Certainly. Because some people would never do anything that is just out of pure passion. Yeah. Because right now we're at a space where we're not thinking about financial stability. We, I mean, we do have jobs. I would love it. Right. <laughs> we are, we, our goal is to have that be our, you That's know, right. financial stability. But we are le- allowing ourselves to be brave and not afraid to, you know, venture out like what model calls for me and you yes. with the web. You know, yes. I think that that is a, that's a, that's a start for us. It is. Well, it's so funny that you were saying the journey thing. So, you know, I, my first step <laughs> with getting out of being, having no home of my own was to say, I need to get a job. Mm. And I need to get a job that pays more than what I was making at, yes. you know, Forever 21. So I started temping with um, leasing. I temp too, boom. Yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, I need a space of my own. Next thing I knew, a friend of mine was moving to India and was like, hey, uh, you know, leaving a place in Greenbelt, I need a new roommate. Here you go. <laughs> I was like, wow, got a space of my own. Look at that! Literally, right after that, got a full-time job so Look I could that! actually pay rent. Yes! Every, when I tell you things fell into place, they literally fell into place. Yeah, so it's your I, story. I have been working, and then as much as they can, the acting opportunities have been coming to me. I've been looking for them. They've been falling, you know, into place. Everything that I can, that I have the bandwidth to handle as far as working and doing acting, mm-hmm. it's happening for yes. me right now. So, it's so, it's like, exciting. You don't realize that, like, what just happened mm. until you sit down and be like, bitch. Yeah, look I back. Was, you gotta look back. <laughs> and that's what a lot of us don't do. A lot of us, we're trying to push forward. Yeah. But we can push <laughs> forward by all means, but, like, sit down and think about how grateful you are for where you came from. That's how you That's how you stay true to the journey, though. Because, because you have to be like, well, look where you've come. Compare yourself to yourself. Look where I was yeah. a year ago. Look at where I am today. Then you're like, oh, I'll be fine. That's, that's where you being your own cheerleader starts. Yeah. Because what you were worried about six months ago is not what you're going to be worried about six months from now. You're very right about you that. You know? And, like... If you're growing. If you're growing. And if you're not growing, I don't know what to tell you because you're very stagnant. That's problematic. <laughs> but to be able to just sit in your own space... And that's why I've always 
always, always, always emphasize people spending time with themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to learn how to go out to eat with myself and not, you know, be problematic. Be I had to learn how to, you know, just kick it by myself and not be in a space of others and be in a space, you know, with me. Yes. Because I had to, like, when you're by yourself, you have these thoughts and they could get very, very scary and dark. Mm-hmm. But once you have these conversations with yourself, you start to become more human and more yeah, real. Right. And you start to understand a lot of emotions. And with black men, our mental health is very important, which is another episode, you know, is that we don't have that time and that space to, you know, m- think about things and, you know, try to go, you know, and figure out all of our issues in our heads because we just like we're men. Yeah. We don't have that, yeah. you know, and as black gay men. That's hard because we're also not trying to be a stereotype. That's right. But still be, but we're still men. So <laughs> we're like, uh, 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 uh. but it's, it's uh, man, just, I always think about just people, our stories. And when I watch so many black men or just people in general that I see their dreams unfold mm. in front of them. Isn't it beautiful? It's like, okay, little boy, uh, little Nas X, the mm. guy with the hometown road song. I'm going to take my, down, well, I forgot the lyrics already. Oh, the Bro, like just seeing him become successful overnight and he did yeah. not give up yeah. and see that he had music before um, Old Town Road yeah. to see that he didn't give up on himself and he was homeless and he had like $15 in his pocket but he kept going oh god isn't it beautiful it's beautiful and like that's what drives me it's like I tell my friends and I tell my family and I tell the kids that I work with it's like if you really want this yeah. put it put it to go ham go hard that's right believe like if you feel like you know you want to be this aspiring singer Sing, practice, grow, yes. learn. If you want to be this football player, practice, learn, go hard. Yeah. You can't just say, I want to be this and not put any words to action to it. Ari Lennox is that person for Whew. me. I, her journey, yes! I literally like, I, and I, it's so funny because I, I have watched her since she was on YouTube That's going by said. her name and Coca Court. And to watch, I, I've, I've seen how, sh- you know, stressed out her journey has made her. She's gone, you know, from D.C. to New York and then to North Carolina. And when I heard Fuh, when that dropped and I found out she was signed by J. Cole, yes. I was like, wow, this is really dope. But when this album just came out and seeing, like, she was up, you know, her, her, her face is on a huge screen in New York. The blessings come when you believe in yourself. You, you push for the dream that you want and yes. you, and you really dedicate yourself to it. You do everything you have to do and you, and you follow that journey. You stick to it and you're yeah. going to have rough times. Yeah. But if you want something and your spirit's calling you're gonna for go. it, you gotta go for it. I, I, I believe that I, I, I promote people to go through that. Me too. Go through that. Go through the grit. Me too. Because me, I don't, to be honest, I don't listen to someone that doesn't, that hasn't been through the grit. Mm. You can't tell me about what I've done if you haven't done it. Yeah. You know, you can't say, oh, what you, oh, let me, uh, let me give you these suggestions. Let me tell you what you're doing is wrong when you didn't even go through this. Yeah. Because it makes me feel, it's like, you're just talking to blow air. That's right. You know, like you're telling me not to move or not to like, you know, put my, put my time into this because you didn't have time to do it when you had a dream or because, you know, you think it's dumb. You know, I I have a problem with that because it's like, who are you to tell me? Like, I'm not going to take, you know, advice from somebody that I won't even take critique from. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, that is my mindset. And I always try to tell people that, like, I would never, like, when a friend comes to me, you know, and wants to create something, my mindset is, what do you need me to do? Yeah. You know, what help do you want? Do you need me to just be motivation? Do you need me to be a cheerleader? Do you need me to actually come and help you plan it out? Because I believe in, you know, everybody having those. Because I would never tell somebody, you know, oh, do you really want to do that? 
Because if they really want to do it, they'll do it. Yeah, that's right. You that's know? right. Uh, it's like... Don't be a dream killer. Don't, I, don't, I can't... Because I would hate to see... I would hate to be that dream killer and that person keeps persevering and then they're, you know... Like, in spite of you. In spite of me. <laughs> You're like the or, villain in their story. Or I drive them to be super successful. <laughs> Which is nice, but still, like, I don't want to be the super right. villain in your I'm like, story. I told you not to do it and you're making this much money. <laughs> I said, fuck you and you're over here on Billboard said, aha, bitch, you told me not to do it. And here I am. <laughs> like, I'm still, I'm still at home, still living paycheck to paycheck. You know something, there's something I wanted to say about manifesting um and and i think it's something that millennials need to hear specifically mm. because we're we we are often motivated yeah. by instant gratification yes and by others when manifesting is i think it's really important not to focus on the manifestation but really focus on the process when people say trust the process what they're saying is it is the work you put in day by day moment by moment that gets you where you want to be mm-hmm. but and while it's good to always have the end game in mind you are going to frustrate yourself if every day you're not there you think not there yet not there yet mm-hmm. and if that causes you to feel negatively you won't feed your story the right way mm-hmm. i think i think that positivity comes from really going through the process and really just taking it day by day. We we believe we have to run ourselves ragged to make our dreams come true. Mm. This story of grinding is told in a very unhealthy way. It that is. You are, like, not getting sleep, that you are overwhelming yourself with things to do because that's what people do when they're successful and that's not true. The mm. universe will work with you. Because um, yeah. we had that conversation. Yeah. We you, talked about that. Absolutely. Because we talked about you not, you know, the reason that you didn't feel comfortable, you know, doing something is because you didn't want to, like, you know, go through a mindset of, oh, I need to miss a meal or I need to, like, lose sleep. And it's like, and my com- my comeback was like, well, sometimes you may have to do that. Yeah, once or twice. Right, <laughs> like, once or twice. But, like, I thought about it because I was like, damn, that is, like, you know, it's kind of, like, bad because, like, I was ingrained to talk, like, to think that, like, if you really want something, you're going to make it happy. Imagine how productive you'll be if every single night you're, you nah, know... Like going to sleep. Yeah, I mean, like, so uh, there are times when I will be up till 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning doing yeah. something I care about, but trust and believe I'm going to make up that sleep over yes. the weekend or something. And sometimes it's okay <laughs> to, like, have some self-care and be like, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I've stayed up. Like, I need to relax, yeah. you know, because if you're going to be running, running on fumes, that's not healthy for you. That's right. You're going to be in the hospital. My favorite story about this is, is Oprah talking about when she got her role in The Color Purple. Mm-hmm. That is a phenomenal story. Have you ever heard it before? No, I have not, yeah. Long story short, Sis had read the book, was like, this is great! Found out they were making a movie. She said, I gotta be in that movie. <laughs> she calls up the people. She gets an audition. She, you know, doesn't hear anything. She calls up the casting director and says, hey, sorry, I haven't heard anything. He's like, you don't call me. I'm the casting director. I have Ooh, real actors in here who want this role. And like Alfred Woodard was the person yeah. who was considering. She said that, you know, she talked to God and she said... Okay, God, you know, if it's going to be this way, fine, but just give me the power to let it go. I mm. surrender. Um, and it was that moment of surrender that really opened, you know, it, it allowed her to detach herself from all the resistance she built up about that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, she gets a call from Steven Spielberg, and he's like, hey, we want you for this film. She was at, like, a fat farm learning to, like, lose weight. Like, Don't you lose another pound. Come get this role. And we know she was in the film. Yeah. So sometimes it really is about, like, look, 
I'm a, I'm still a valuable person if I'm if this doesn't happen to me, and I'm I am willing to mentally say, if if this isn't for me, so be it. And allow the whole universe to work for you. At yeah, that sometimes we have to let go. Yes, and let God, or that's, you know, let it. go and let go. Let the you know higher you know power. entity or that's higher right. power take control. Because that's right. I always my my mindset, and I think this is something that I still work on is understand that I can't control everything. You can't. You you physically and cannot. I can tell my I tell myself that so many times, but it's very hard as someone that tries to, you know, manipulate time and manipulate things. Like nigga, you're not an airbender. You know, you're not the, you're not a timekeeper. <laughs> and it's hard, you know, trying to get like try to do all these things in this amount of time and just be like fuck. Mm-hmm. Cuz you know, you I'm a, I, th- I think social media to me is it's 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 a good thing, it's a pro and a con. Yes. To me it's a pro, depends on how long you you how much you consume it. Yes. It's a pro to me cuz I see so many people, like the people that how I, who I follow. Cuz I believe in like influencers and influential people influencers are people that just like make you want their lifestyle yes influential people make you want to live a lifestyle yes. you know and i see a lot of you know influ- influencers and i'm like damn like this is very like draining looking at you and i keep beating myself up like oh That's i'm not true. there i'm not there oh why can't i do that oh i'm 25 you're 23 and you already have a million dollars like that can be the cons of, you know, Instagram or social media. Mm-hmm. But the pro is if you see these people and they're telling these healthy stories and, you know, giving you this a perspective, mm-hmm. I love it. It is. You great. know, I'm like, yes, because, like, I see, because I, I beat myself up. You I do. I beat myself up because I'm like, fuck, I'm 25. Yeah. You know, I'm working this average job. I'm not making enough. And I see all my friends with masters. And it's insecurities. Yeah. But when I take a step back and then I see, like, well, I'm 25, you know, I don't have any kids. Like, you know, I have a, a roof over my head. I have a car. I have stability. I can go where I go and please whenever I like. Yeah. I have this, like, this opportunities and these spaces in front of me. Yes. yes. I, I look at myself and I'm like, damn, you're yeah. you're doing good. Like, you, you have that, you know, drive. But it's because I look at other, I compare myself or I look at this thing of, social media's pros and cons and long story short and it, sometimes it can be hurtful for us yeah, and trying to make us manifest yes you know like believing that oh if i don't live if i don't have this or that i can't do it you're not going to manifest from there yeah. you're not going to manifest from there i think uh, i love what you said about influencers versus influential people because the influential people will tell you if you really want to manifest this is this is how you do it whereas it's not gonna influencers be easy. are going to yeah. say look i've manifested this thing how they don't show I? you they don't they don't show you no. the grit no they don't and that's the problem i have is like these influential people i mean these influencers sometimes don't show you the work that they did behind the scenes yeah. because i respect the people that, that i've seen their work behind the scenes instead of people that look like everything is fine yeah. because when you show me that everything is fine you're not human i i try to be really honest about what yeah. i'm going through on on social media i don't love telling people that i deal with anxiety and depression mm-hmm. but i know that by telling people that it makes them feel a little bit more um, validated and going through those times. You look relatable. Yeah. You look like we... People look up to people, in my opinion, people should look up to people that they can relate to and that have the same dreams and aspirations. Yeah. Don't look up to somebody that's out of reach. Yeah. If you, you know, don't look up to a Kim Kardashian if you didn't have, you know... I mean, you could look up to Kim Kardashian. But did but you like, grow up with Mil- Did you grow up in the atmosphere that she did? That's you know, right. Look up to people that can give you this push and this step or this mentor. And not, I mean, this mentorship. And it's something I always tell people and tell my kid, tell the kids. I love because I work with kids. I love being that catalyst for change and allowing them to manifest. Yeah. I'll be like, let's get this work. Aww. Let's manifest. Because 
the kids nowadays, they are, you know, they're consumed in social media. So, like, the fact that they're, they're consistently comparing themselves to these other people. They're consistently seeing these things in front of them. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. You can, you can, you can do it, you know. You need to, like, you know, spend time with who you are and get to know. But, like, if you see social media all the time, the fuck, I want to be on social media. Yeah. So, it's just, it's a, it's a conversation that I just, like, first, first of all, I appreciate that we're having this conversation. <laughs> I, like, love the knowledge that I'm getting and the, the, the comments and the, you know, input and all that with this conversation because it can go on for days <laughs> you know we 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 are rare experience in it and it's it. It, it's a space of vulnerability it's a mm-hmm. space of fear it's yes a, it is it's a space of you know joy sometimes yes when you finally get what you've been working hard for i think that's the best thing as mm-hmm. once when we get that job i mean yeah. when we get that a role. Yes. When we get that callback, you have to reward yourself for that. You too. have to be like, bitch, I did that. Yes, you do. Bitch, I did that. Yes, because you do. how many no's did I get and I did not give up? That's how right. many times did I beat myself up in my head and I was like, what's up? What's good? That's right. And that you part. come back and you still don't give up. That is where I. I respect that the most because it shows perseverance. That's right. And it shows resiliency and determination. Like, I'm going to keep going. When you're at your lowest and when you're hard, mm. and when it's hard, mm. it's the best feeling. It is. And you're like, I can, I can treat myself. And I, it's, it's mm. the difference between cocky and confidence is when I can be like, let me, let me be proud. Let me feel my oats. <laughs> and I know that's... I think confidence uplifts other people and cockiness sort of pushes them down too. So, cause I talked about this before confidence is when, you know, you're, you're, you're not putting others down. Yeah. You know, your confidence is because you're solely happy. You're not minimizing somebody else or you're not saying, Oh, well, what you did was trash and what I did was amazing. That's right. That's confidence. Cocky is when you have to put somebody else into your winnings. Yep. You have to put somebody else down. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people do that sometimes to manifest. (laughs) Sometimes you got to, push the little people to the side and, you know, disrespect a lot of people and hurt some feelings to get where you're at, mm. where it can sometimes be cocky and then sometimes confidence is like, I don't have to do that. You know, I'm just, you know, hey, with I, me. All the great advice I've gotten says lead with compassion and authenticity. Mm. Um, and I'm very thankful to have only gotten those messages when I look for them, when I'm looking for advice. I've not heard anyone tell me to get it from being cocky or hateful or vengeful and I'm having to make sure I watch that. Mm. All the time. We all have an id. <laughs> yes. Woo! Child. So first of all, I already said it, but thank you so much. Thank you. For being a part of this conversation. We're going to have so many other conversations because as we speak, I'm thinking about other conversations Good. that I have to be a part of. I think that you bring, you've brought and will bring a different light and perspective to the community in the conversation here. So I appreciate that. So if anybody would love to follow you to get more insight what is the Instagram that you Yes, have? so um, all of my social media handles will be Derwin King, that is D-E-R-W-I-N-K-I-N-G. Mm-hmm. Derwin King. Yes, and as you all know, mine is, my personal one is um, underscore Lord Every. It's L-O-R-D-E-V-E-R-Y. If you have any comments, if you have any feedback or, you know, questions you would like to have, you can write at that podcast at gmail.com. And you can also um, hit us up in our DMs on Instagram at that podcast, um, Or is it that Black Boy Joy? I can't think of it right now. But that's what it is. But um, 
Like I always say, I'm going to always end with the inspirational message. So mine is always be so in love with who you are. Mm. If you have anything that you would like for people to part with. Just a moment. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do do the work. Mm. Do the yeah. work. And I, I mean that personally, not just the external work. Do the Do the personal work. And then congratulate yourself when you're done. Well, you're never done, but when you make steps. <laughs> <laughs> that is, I, I, I love that. Thanks. It's going through that process. So thank you so much. And your Lord, boy, ah! Your boy, Lord Debris is out. What really make you happy? Weave when you feel crappy. Or weave when you're hurt happy. Or growing up and never had a daddy. Now you stun on your pappy. That's what you call black boy.